This is Winning with ADHD, a podcast for parents to empower students. Build up your ADHD teens so that they recognize their own talents, creativity, and uniqueness. Get tips and tricks to help overcome executive functioning challenges. Listen to stories and experiences of what worked and what did not. Together, let's find ways to build your child's self-esteem and start winning with ADHD. And now, here's your host, Heather Walker. Hey guys, it's Heather Walker, and I'm so glad to be recording this podcast for the month of December. I love December. It is an awesome month of where people are just excited and um, so giving and friendly. And I just love the month of December for those reasons. Um, Because of that, I wanted to record today being our final episode for our first year and to close out the year of 2022 is the gifts of ADHD. And the first few that I'm going to go over are the gifts for the person with ADHD that are very common across most people who have an ADHD brain. But the part that I want to end with are the gifts that us as parents receive from being um, the parent of a child with ADHD. And this is something that um, I haven't really found um, in searching on the internet or reading things, um, but the gifts that are for the person with ADHD, I think are more widely shared. So I'm gonna run through a few of those pretty quickly um, that are some of my favorite gifts that my daughter Emily has. I'd love for you guys to share with me Um, what are some of the gifts that you've seen in your child? And then I'm going to end with the gifts that I've received by being the parent of a child with ADHD. And then I invite you to do the same thing. Please share with me some of the things that you feel that you've benefited from parenting a child with ADHD. So to kick it off, I'd like to start with the gifts that um, I see as the most prominent in um, my daughter, Emily, the first one being that she's incredibly artistic. She is an amazing artist. Um, She loves to draw with pencil in particular, but she also will grab my iPad and draw. Um, One of her dreams has been to be an artist for Pixar. Um, She gets so excited about creating um, storyboards and gets so ingrained into them. Um, And to see her excitement is so awesome. But I also love seeing all of her drawings. And I feel like she's always been an amazing artist, but it seems like each year she just gets better and better as she dedicates time to that talent that she has. I think one of the other things that kind of comes along with creativity and artistic is being a creative problem solver. And so she kind of has a little bit of her dad's brain, which is an engineering type mind as well, which I find so uniquely interesting for me to see in her because it seems like you tend to be more creative artistic-like or more creative engineering-like. And Emily seems to just have both of those components, which is really cool to kind of watch. Um, She can think about things in... um, like loves to enjoy robotics and things like that. Um, I remember one time she was telling me about how she was frustrated with Tesla because um, they have this really cool car that is um, powered by battery, but 
that you have to stop and charge the car. And she's like, I just don't understand why they can't build it in that as the tires are moving, that it is building up that energy and from the friction with the road and this, that, and the other, that they can't capture it and then charge the car as it's driving, which I thought was super cool. But for me personally, it goes right over my head. Um, Those types of engineering things just is not how my brain works. And so I find it so um, incredible of how she looks at things and how she tries to solve those things. One of the other things that um, she has always been passionate about is littering and keeping our world clean, but not even just our world, but our universe. Um, Several years ago, she had this drawing where she had the earth and she had this big spider web looking thing that was around it out in space. And the idea is, is that she wants to create um, this spider web like device that goes out into the out into space and collects all of the space junk that we have deposited there over the years as we have ventured into space. Um, so I asked her when she drew this and I said, why are you so concerned about the space junk? There's, is there really that much? How much is there? Um, of course she knew all of the answers because she, um, looks into that all the time, reads about it. And so her goal is, is to bring this back into the world, into the earth, um, and be able to recycle it, reuse it, and um, de-junk our space around us. And so um, one thing I asked was, well, why are you so worried about that rather than what's here on earth? We live on earth. And she says, but do we always have to live on earth? And of course, this was several years ago um, when she said this. And I knew as soon as I asked the question that I was going to get an answer like that. So um, the way that she thinks doesn't, she doesn't allow what our, our current setup is of life and where we live to be a factor um, in limiting her ideas and how she wants to impact the world, which I find so incredibly amazing um, in how her brain works. The next gift that she has is the ability to hyper-focus. So some of those things that I talked about, her artistic drawing talent, her um, passion around um, not littering and keeping our world clean, um, because she's able to hyper-focus on those things, she comes up with these amazing ideas. And I believe this is where we get new things for our world. Um, you know, you think back, you have the invention um, or the finding of electricity or the ability to make phone calls or cell phones or, um, you know, creating cars. All of these different things comes from somebody who is willing to spend a lot of time thinking about something and working to find a way to either solve a problem or improve the way that we're doing something. And so I have in um, just so much admiration for those with an ADHD brain because they think in such unique ways that I know that they will continue to impact our world in positive ways. The next thing is um, just spontaneity. And so because they tend to be more spontaneous, they create excitement in life, which I am always looking for. And I enjoy the 
well, I guess I'm kind of speaking about some of my gifts as well here, but like creating excitement around things is a huge talent because um, it is common in leaders is that they're able to create excitement around things. And I think a lot of that has to do with being spontaneous and um, taking risks on some things that allow you to create, say, a spider web for space or um, some of the other things that we have um, already today that we take for granted of. The next one that I believe um, is a gift that Emily has is uh, strong intuition. Uh, oftentimes I will refer to her as an empath, being able to read the room, being able to um, really take her gut feeling and go with it. Um, this one is something that I think has helped her uh, protect herself um, uh, in many ways um, from situations that are really difficult for her, but also to be able to help impact those around her um, from being able to take her intuition and go with a project idea for like school or at home or something like that. But then also from a standpoint of knowing when she's in a good space or a space that maybe she needs to take a break from. And that all has a lot to do with just the fact that she has a lot of sensitivities to um, loud sounds in particular. So how do the gifts of ADHD or being the parent of a child with ADHD, um, what gifts have I received from that? And so all of these gifts that she has um, have impacted me in a positive way. One, just being able to look at things from a different perspective, being able to not just accept what is already there, but be able to question it has been a really cool thing that I have received um, as I've learned from her and from others who have ADHD. With having this different perspective and being able to listen to it and learn from it and start to look at the world in a different way has allowed me personally to be able to um, be more open to different ideas that I wouldn't have naturally came up with, um, but also facilitates change. And so um, there are many things about our family life that Emily has helped to facilitate change around um, from the way that I parent when she, um, when we first became parents with her to the way that I parent today is substantially different because of her viewpoint, her perspective, um, but also how she looks at the world and presents um, back to us in certain situations. So um, one way I think we, Anybody who has a couple of kids knows that they are generally generally different um, and the way that you parent one can be drastically different or even just a tiny bit different than the other one. And so um, with Emily in particular, I thought that there was one main way of, of parenting, but she has given me the opportunity to see that there are many different ways of parenting. And ultimately, I believe that I've become a better person by being her mom, so by what I've learned from her. The next thing that I've benefited from um, being her mom is creating a more simple life. And what I mean by that is, is that it seems like everybody's just so busy and we have to be in everything and we have to be doing all of the different activities and just go, go, go. And I've really become accustomed to a, a slower life. And so um, Emily has 
allow for us to accept that it is okay to spend time at home and that we don't need to be go on the go all the time. So an example of things that we've done is that we tend to be at home on Sundays um, and pretty quiet. We don't run around um, visiting a lot of people or going and doing things. Um, we tend to try to keep it pretty quiet. And we've learned that that helps us have a really good start to the next week. Some other things is, is that we don't tend to um, enroll our kids in multiple things at once. So for example, if we're in play, then we're not doing soccer. And if we're in soccer, then we're not picking up play for that time. And that has really allowed us to kind of um, not be uh, frazzled and on the go all the time, but allowing us to have some downtime and really enjoy the activity that we wanted to participate in. Um, when we have lots of things going on and or too many things going on, you start to feel frustrated with or feel um, obligated to do things. Whereas when we pick up extracurricular activities or we go to an activity or an event or a concert or a play or um, a, an amusement park, something like that, we want to be able to enjoy it while we're there rather than feeling like we are obligated to be there or that it's just creating a lot of stress in our lives. And so really working to reduce stress has been um, a huge benefit that I have received or a gift that I've received. Um, I think that it also has allowed our family to really enjoy each other's company by working to reduce that stress load and um, have that time at home together. The next gift that I have received is just the inspiration that um, she creates for me of like, what are the possibilities? What could this look like? Um, the excitement that she has around um, the things that she enjoys is really inspiring to me of being able to develop talents and to learn new things and be excited about it. Um, I love being, the feeling of being inspired is a really cool gift because it sparks so much joy and being able to be inspired by her aspirations and her dreams, but also being inspired by how she um, has in impacted our family for the good. Um, the next thing that I would say is that um, overall, I think our family is better by having two individuals with ADHD, but also two individuals with anxiety is that it has really forced us to prioritize what is most important. And I think that's ultimately the greatest gift is by having that, um, by making those decisions, because it makes it to where we know that those are the most important things and that we as a family have made those decisions as to what is highest priority. So um, once you have that prioritization down of that, we know that um, events that are indoors with a lot of people in a really small space is probably not somewhere where we are going to spend a lot of time. 
So while we may go to the event, we all know that we're only going to be there for a short amount of time, and then we're going to go somewhere else. That events that are outside and maybe have more space to spread out um, or have a, an ability to kind of walk away and come back as we're working with sound sensitivity. So we have two daughters that really struggle with loud sounds or a lot of sounds. Um, so by making those um by learning those things and being able to take them into consideration really helps us to prioritize where we're going to go, where, how we're going to interact in that event, how many of those events we're going to do, or if we have a day that happens, I don't know why this happens, but it seems like there's like two or three days a year where it seems like everything seems to pile on on the same day. So a couple of years ago, we had a robotics competition, a piano recital, and um, I think a soccer game or something like that. And so when you have those types of situations with multiple kids in your family, um, it makes it really easy to decide which items we're going to partake in. Um, because I think, I think that day we also had like, you know, like a neighborhood outdoor party or something like that. Like there was just so many things going on. Um, and so it just makes it a little bit easier to decide where are we going to go and where are we going to spend our time? And then I think the other thing is, is that because um, we have a couple of kids have those sound sensitivities and get overwhelmed by a lot of inputs coming in has really created for us to have some really tender moments at home as a family. And, um, of course we all treasure those. And I especially have treasured those as Emily is getting ready to graduate. And, um, clearly our family dynamics will start to change as the years go on. And so, just again, um, that prioritization of what is most important. Um, that also goes along with um, determining what is most important uh, in our expectations. Um, our, this was um, a couple of years ago now, but deciding what is most important for our kids in going through school. Is it most important that they have A's or A's and B's? Or is it most important that they graduate feeling confident in themselves and their abilities? and knowing where their strengths are and where they wanna really focus because um, we're not all great at English, we're not all great at math, not all great at all of these different places equally, but rather we utilize our education to learn a little bit about those different areas, find out where we really excel, and then we put our efforts towards that. And so just remembering that and um, helping our kids to put in time where they really have talents and feel their best and um, are excited about investing time into um, the talents that they have or that they want to build upon. So that's pretty much it that I have for the gifts of ADHD. Um, I feel incredibly blessed by um, my kids and what they've taught me um, and specifically um, what the um, living with somebody with an ADHD brain has taught me and allowed me to ultimately become a better person as well. Um, again, I hope you have a great holiday season, um, send me you the gifts that your kids have or that you've received as you've parented someone with ADHD, and we'll talk to you soon. This episode of Winning with ADHD has just ended, but your journey towards helping your ADHD teen overcome executive functioning challenges continues. 
Head on over to disruptadhd.com slash learn more for more resources. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. Thank Thank you you for for listening. listening.